roll them. What's up, Doc? What's cooking? What's up, Doc? Oh, you're looking for bugs, bunny bunting. Duck is gonna hunting just to get a rabbit skin, but now the rabbit's gonna get. What's up, Doc? What's cooking? Hey, look out! Stop! You're gonna hurt someone with that old shotgun. Hey, what's up, Doc? So what's up, Doc? What's cooking? What? What's how you doing? Are you What's up, Doc? Bunny, Bugs Bunny. Uh, I don't know if I did this joke before, but um, I might have done it just before uh, I went and had my surgery. But I know I thought about it just before I went in to have the stone taken out because it was on my birthday, and I was thinking of the. Uh, I kept thinking of the cartoon with the with the dog and a cat, mm. and the uh, and um, the gravy. No, 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 no. This is the one where the cat. Every time the do- the the dog catches the cat doing something stupid, he makes him spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then he has to go pull out, you know, it, 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 it like stopping a number, and then he has to go to the filing cabinet and pull out the file to match the number, and then it'll have to, you know, like one one of the things he does is the thinker, you know. Mm-hmm. But one of the other ones is happy birthday. So, you know. Not happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> you know, the, and then they have the music, the we're doing something music. The dun, 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 the thinker, happy birthday, something else. And then they had the works, which was like all of them mixed together. <laughs> no, not happy birthday. No, not that. Please, no. Not happy birthday. Again, that's <laughs> and this is this is how you comfort yourself when you're having surgery. That's how I comfort myself from going into surgery. I'm like laying there as they're lifting me up on the table because I was still awake, and I'm like, not happy birthday, not happy birthday. <laughs> well, boy, that was a weird, weird experience. I'm gonna have to describe it clinically in a. Uh, I'm thinking to do it in a Lou Jack and Eddie style. Description of my uh, experience with the kidney stone. Or even a Luke Jack and Eddie. Why? What did I say? Sounded to me like he said Lou Jack and Eddie. <laughs> Lou. Hey, Lou! It's his, it's his kid brother, Lou. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, she'd be like uh, Dr. Bill and the Kingdom of Stones or Idaho Robinson and the Lost Treasures of Stones or something. Yeah, but you feeling better now? Oh, I feel up. I, I I felt. I feel. Uh, I'm a new man. Of sorts. Of sorts. Some of us would say you're not a man at all anymore after what they <laughs> did to you. Uh, I lost like point. You know, by losing that stone, I lost like what point zero zero one pounds. So now you could go out and eat like a pig. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, last night was a false false uh i jumped on the internet oh i you know i i, I saw I, that 
you know, I feel good. And then about an hour later, oh, maybe I spoke Not too so soon. much now. Oh, man, an hour later from that time. And then four hours after that, I I was at the point where I told Jen, I, well, I didn't tell her I was almost at a point of just begging. I'm like, May, maybe I should go to the hospital. Just kill me, please. <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah. It's like, I was like, all I want to do is go to the bathroom. Because I guess I had all these crazy muscle spasms, you know, because they pulled that thing out. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, it was like 18 inches long. It was about uh, a third the width of a standard pencil. So you're thinking, oh, man, that's not that big. That <laughs> shouldn't hurt crazy. that much. <laughs> well, plus he had need to stick anything up. Well, then it, and, and the whole time it was up there, I kept asking uh, every time I would stand straight up and take it. Out. Yeah. When I would stand straight up and uh, and I take a deep breath. I would get I would get a wince of pain. I'm like, ow, ow. Uh, so I told the doc that before he took it out. He's like, oh, well, yeah, I probably should have told you that. Uh, depending, its exit point was right next to your prostate, so probably where when you were moving, you were it was probably poking your prostate. I'm like, yeah, no wonder I couldn't, <laughs> asshole. You know? One in a million shot, doc. <laughs> pow, 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 hitting that exhaust port. It's only two meters wide. <laughs> Uh, Great shot, kid. It was one in a million. <laughs> now let's blow this thing and get the hell out of here. I don't know. I don't know. So, oh, and, and when he's saying, uh, I doped myself up before I went back in um, because I knew it was going to hurt with the scope. So he's in there rooting around and he's like, take a deep breath. <gasps> No, you need to take a deep breath. <laughs> let it out. <sighs> He's like, no, no, you're going to have to take a really deep breath and you're going to have to let it all out at once. act like you're not dying right now. <laughs> so like, okay. <sighs> and then what I, he's like, all right, exhale. <sighs> and as soon as I did that, he pulled and I was watching his hand like, it was like he was pulling a lot. A lawnmower in slow motion, you know, and I just felt that thing coming all from way up by the kidney. It's just a whole exit right out the end. It's like, (laughs) and then I said to him, I'm like, man, if you hadn't got that out like another 15 seconds, I swear I was going to punch you in the head. I don't remember what it was, but I had some something where they had to put me out surgery of some sort, and I, and I thought I'm gonna like it's a, like a test in willpower. I'm how long you stay how awake? Long I stay awake. Did I tell yeah. you this? No, no. It was but like I... countdown from a hundred, and it was like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did that when I was... I was like, okay, how long can I stay awake? Wow, the surgery's done already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what it was for me. Uh, the nurses at. You know, I was waiting for them. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, well, I'm getting ready to take a drink. Hold on. So you they... You do that with your new, uh, uh, your new, uh, new man parts? Yeah. So, um... They said, when's the last time you had surgery? I was like, well, uh... I don't know, I was asleep. <laughs> I said, well, the last time I remember having a surgery, uh... They put me out with, with like, ether. And they looked at me like, what? 
<laughs> When's the last time you had surgery? A bug bunny cartoon? <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, it was around 1978. Saying, as, as, as they were putting me out, I was saying, come back, you <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> nice. Nice. And they said, well, no, we're we're not going to be using gas. <laughs> they put a couple of leeches on my forehead. <laughs> and it sucked the brain, it sucked the blood out and I passed out. No, so they so they were laughing. They're like, oh no, 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 we don't use gas anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, so four more modern. We hit you over the head with a stick. <laughs> so yeah, they they got me in there, they got me to move over to the to the operating bed they were laying my arms out and stuff you know like in the jesus position and uh and then they said okay we're gonna give you something to relax and then and i'm like okay and then pfft, next thing i know i'm waking up in recovery like what what <laughs> what happened are we gonna start yet you're done wow then I felt good for like an hour or two after that, and then went home and was all sore for the next four days. And when you do uh, release, it's a little disconcerting when you see like the blood and stuff. Oh my god! Well, yeah, I, I was you know passing blood all the, but oh yeah, but last night, oh I don't think I told told you the the scariest. Oh, 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 oh. am I gonna be grossed out? You might be. No, this is, on to the next story. No, 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 no. This is real quick. So the scary part last night is just just before, basically, I thought, okay, I got so scared last night, I thought my body was shutting down. I, I, I was going in hysterics because I, I had all these spasms and pain, and I had drank a lot of water, and now I couldn't, I couldn't go to the bathroom. So my wife's telling me, you need to drink more water. I'm like, no, no, what if it's blocked? Well, you know, I'm getting... <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna like swell up and die, you know. I've got bleeding. That would be cool though. That's a cool way to go. You drown in your own fluids. Yeah. Well, I'm like, no, I can't drink anymore. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I gotta go to the bathroom. And Not the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> so I go in the bathroom and I'm able to to start peeing out a little bit, and all of a sudden. As I'm peeing, I feel something like moving down the track. I'm like, what? And and, and I'm peeing, and then, you know, like if something got blocked in a hose, you could feel like a pressure. Like out or something? <laughs> no, this thing. That's about the size of it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you realize I have to edit this house. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was a big. Ew. Yeah, I, I, I was I was I freaked out. I'm like, oh, my because that's when I started to think, oh, my God. I can't. That's why, because I got these big chunks. But finally, I took some more pain relievers, some naproxen, and calmed down. And after, like, this went on for four hours that I was freaking out. Apparently, Jen was quite the trooper. Yeah. So finally, you know, because I guess from when that thing was yanked out, it just. But he didn't. He, he, I felt fine at the doctor's office, and he didn't say. Well, he did say you might have a little pain. Well, Jen looks it up, and she's like, "Well, some a certain percentage of uh, patients, and I guess I'm that percentage, will have, which you can't really feel those, except just pain. You, you know, because it, basically they were just all, all pissed off because something was yanked through them. 
So, yeah. Oh, man, that was – I was so glad when that was over. And I worked all day today and – other than today? Oh, good deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got up and I felt great. Quite the trooper. And uh, I – well, I worked Monday and Tuesday as well, even though – oh, man, I was – after about five hours, I couldn't really take much more. So I, I, I only worked about six hours each day because standing was just horrible. But, but today was good. And I'm I'm gonna go back to work tomorrow, and I think by next Monday I, I should be uh, I should be back to 100. You know. I'm feeling so energetic that we're closed on Friday, and I'm working anyway. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make up for time. So yeah, yeah. That's my that's my kidney stone story. I'm sticking it's to my it. My story. I'm sure you've heard it thousands of times before. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so Jen says to me tonight before I got on, uh, she just looks up uh, up at me and goes. You know, you really need a haircut. I'm like, what? Now, I just lay, lay down, and I think I got a little hot, hot and sweaty uh, back, back in that, that, that room. So apparently my hair looks like, uh, she says, have you seen Back to the Future? So I know exactly what, what she's saying. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's talking about, like, when, when Marty had the comb over? No. No, she's talking about Doc Brown. Oh, well. She's like. I'm like I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> kind of the Albert Einstein thing going. Yeah, she's like, all you got to do is dye your hair white. Is all I'm saying. I'm like, great Scott, honey, <laughs> spit it out. What's that? Twenty-one gigawatts. Back to the bin. Uh, so what do you want to do? We want to do a. Uh... Want to motor through these emails like like day yesterday's news because they are. Actually, they're March 16th news. <laughs> well, they start from March 16th. But anyway. Anyway. All right. So. I think. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I think that stone came out. Uh. Oh. All right. <clears throat> hey, everybody, and welcome to. Back to the bins. I am here. Well, I am Paul Spataro, and I am here. I am with my good buddy, Kidney Stone Robinson. I am the one and only. Sorry, I was thinking of Michael J. Fox. That was that from that movie. My sorry, my wife and I watched that this weekend. It was my funny. One and only. Yeah, or uh, Doc Hollywood. Is that Henry Winkler? No, it was the movie Doc Hollywood. Oh. Because and it came because it came on and she's like Doc Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, didn't we see that together like when we were dating? So then then she looks up on a guide and it came out in 1991 and she's like, oh my god, we're old. You are. <laughs> you're, you're getting up there, pal. Luckily, I keep the bloom of youth. A picture yes. in my bedroom that's getting older and older, but I'm still here. <laughs> I have a kidney stone that's getting older and older. <laughs> Uh, so if anybody is waiting for their usual assortment of random comic books, 
you might as well tune out now. Or but if Gardner. you do, you will probably miss out on all the fun. Because Bill and I are going to empty the mailbag today. That's right. We've, we're, we've got a lot of blockage up there. And we need to clear it out. Because it's not healthy. <laughs> Believe me. So I say we jump right into it. Okie dokie. Want me to take the first one, or, do you, or would you like it? Uh, uh, you could take it, because I was not on for that show. All right, the first one is titled, Cool Show, Guys, Rune, huh? It's from Thomas Oswalt, or Zeb Oswalt. And it says, Hi, guy, this is Zeb Oswalt. Cool podcast, as always. I liked the X-Men during the 1970s. In fact, my first comic was Giant Size X-Men number one. Pretty cool book. That was your first one ever. I was three years old at the time, yeah, just to make me feel old. The comic, you, the comic you all read is one I didn't read till years later, but still a cool comic. I liked Kitty Pride. She wasn't my intro character or who I'd see who or who I'd see me being Cyclops's. <laughs> Hold on. I liked Kitty Pride. <laughs> she wasn't my intro character or who I'd see being my. I can't even do this. One more time. I like Kitty Pride. I like Kitty Pride. She wasn't my intro character, or who'd I see me being? Okay, Cyclops was that Read guy. Oh, you back? Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, you went away. So let me pick this up again because we would, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have we have pronoun trouble. <laughs> okay. I think there should be a comma between Cyclops and was. <clears throat> I like Kitty Pride. She wasn't my intro character or who I'd see me being. Cyclops was my was that guy. Him and Peter were my fave. Yeah, and the overly popular short hairy guy. I blame John Byrne for James Howlett's popularity. Though last when I saw him on Spider Man since he had an Australian accent. I heard Clint Eastwood in my head when I read the comics, and the voice didn't add up. Still the cartoon was great. As for Peter didn't his sister look about 14 in Giant Size X-Men when he saved her from the tractor, where he's out working in the field, becomes all metal, runs, crushes a tractor, and picks her up. Then Professor X shows up and asks him to join the X-Men. Reading Conan, it was John Buscema's run, and that's the style I normally imagine Conan looking like. I liked his work on Weapon X, but this I kind of skipped. I liked Ultra Force. It was George Perez's artwork, after all, and well-written. When they added the Black Knight, it was even better. Their cartoon wasn't too bad, either. Exiles was also a lot of fun. Juggernaut leading a hero team. Not great art, but a fun book. And Mantra, an interesting concept and well-written comic with decent art. Till Marvel revamped it to not even sure why. Probably because it did well and they wanted this line only for the color stuff. They ran for a bit, bit, but not as long as I would have hoped. As for Rune, I just didn't pick up the book. Wasn't a big, big fan of BWS till later. I always thought Rune looked like Carrion, Spider-Man or Riff Raff in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I could see Richard O'Brien playing Rune in a movie. It's which astounding. Could which could work. I never read the comics. I think he fought the heroes of the Ultraverse a few few issues. I might have read those. Still, I like the coverage you guys did in this comic. It was cool hearing the speeding bullet guys on your show. I like I like listening to their show as well. 
and hearing the guy from Marvel Noise was cool too. I've heard him a bit on Round Comics when that show was around, as well as other shows he's on. I look forward to hearing the next Back to the Bins. Hopefully at some point you all will cover a book from Griffin's run on LSH. I would definitely like to do that. Can't wait to hear the next show from Zeb. Thank you, Zeb. Thank you. Uh, let's see. I agree with you on the Giffen Legion book run, though, because I really enjoy that, so I have no problem at all hitting one of those. And Rune does look like Riff Raff. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a show that I wasn't on for, so... Yeah, you, you uh, left, left me high and dry once I'm again. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Yeah, that was way back in March, wasn't it? Because, uh, uh, yeah, this, this this email came to us in March, so we are way behind. We're right on top of this email. Yeah. We're going to no, make an effort to try to stay up with these again. Everybody who's listening and writes in, we really, really enjoy getting your email. We really enjoy hearing your points of view. We like to give it the forum it needs, but sometimes when we're recording the shows, there's just not time. That's why we have to do these email episodes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And our next letter. Of course, you get the one that's one paragraph. Ah, lovely. And it is from Mr. Pascarella, David A. And this came to us back in March 28th of this year. So we're not uh, not too late. Oh, wow, this is a short one. Mm -hmm. Hi, Paul and Dr. Bill. (laughs) Oh, your commentary on Predator was outstanding. The only problem was that I was listening to it <laughs> to to it at work and trying not to laugh uh, too loud. Yes, I was one of the people you mentioned who were listening to the show while not watching the film. However, I did see the film several times and was not lost. Again, I really enjoyed the show. Hope all is well. David A. Pascarella, Staten Island, New York. Well, that's okay, Dave, because I listen, I'd say 90% or more of the commentaries that the guys do on the show. I don't, I've either seen the movie enough times or remember it enough that I don't sit down and watch um, watch the movie with the commentary. And, and I know you and I, Paul, had, had a lot of fun doing that, <laughs> doing oh, that yeah. recording. Oh, yeah. And maybe soon uh, we'll have another uh, commentary. If all works out correctly, and it may not, mm. but if all does, this by the time this episode airs, there may be another commentary with us already having been posted. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to work that out that later. cryptic maybe. enough? Yeah. And it's going to be a first, a two true tree... A two true freaks first. Ooh. Dun, dun, Stay dun. tuned. So our next email is from Russell Bragg. And it says, sorry, I fell behind in my Back to the Bins email writing. Now, Russell has uh, joined the ranks of podcasting, and he's doing the DC Comics Presents podcast. And there was much rejoicing. Yay! I think it's a good choice. I think it's a book that no one else is doing right now, and it's it's pretty much uh, just a fun series. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm already subscribed to uh, Russell's feed, and I'm looking forward to more episodes. Yep, I just listened to the third one today which was um, Superman and Adam Strange. And, and it was a story that uh, I don't I, did, I, I don't really know a lot about Adam Strange, just uh, except for... He's from uh, Rand. 
Well, yeah, yeah, that I knew. My first real exposure to Adam Strange was with um, the new, um, yeah, not the new 52, but. Uh, 52? No, not 52. Uh, Maybe it was 52. Maybe I, I take it back. Yeah, it was the year long event. And it was, yeah, yeah. Because I got those, uh, I didn't buy the I- individual issues. I bought the, um, yeah, it's the one where he's in space with Buddy Baker and um, Starfire. And it was, other, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't 52. Uh, yeah. It wasn't 52, it was Countdown. I'm it was sure. 52. It wasn't Countdown. Okay. Because Countdown came afterward. Yes. Countdown wasn't as good. No, it wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first real full on Adam Strange uh, extravaganza. Uh-huh. And uh, that just brought things to a halt. So, on with the email. Right. See you next time, guys. Oh. Okay. So, Russell says Hi, guys. Don't worry. I'm still listening. This podcast makes my Saturdays. I know this is the wrong podcast to mention it. But I thoroughly enjoyed the episode Paul and Dr. Bill did on Predator for Commentary Monthly Monday. And yes, Dr. Bill, I have seen Predator. Not for a long time, but I've seen it. Oh, yes. I did, I think I gave him some grief because he hadn't seen th- certain movies. I, well, if Russell, I remember Russell correctly. basically cops to what he has and hasn't seen. Yeah. And I think every time he says he hasn't seen or read something, you give oh, him yeah, a little Oh, yeah. It says Dr. Bill gave me once uh, because every movie you guys would talk about, I hadn't Oh, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> If I shut up, you would have got to it. Yeah, well, it's, I'll just pass that up now. What does that What does that boy watch? <laughs> I heard you say lately that you haven't seen E.T. Even I've seen that one. Boy, did I burn you. <laughs> uh, good for him. I'd be all for you guys doing another commentary. I was thinking Superman 3 or 4 and what you might do with these movies. I think it would be a riot. Non-superhero-wise, two of my favorite movies are Somewhere in Time, starring Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour, and A Christmas Story. You guys were great and very, very funny. I do have a question. Not... Excuse me. I do have a question for anyone who would like to answer it for me. It's sort of a weird question, which may not even have an answer, but it's stuck in my head for the past couple of weeks, and thought someone with more knowledge and sources than I might be able to help. We all know the Golden Age Flash comics ended with 104, and the Silver Bronze Age Flash comics picked up numbering with 105. Do you think there was a reason they didn't keep numbering going with 351 when Wally West took over the Flash comics? Hopes that makes sense. Okay, before I go on to the next subject, I think that that is because somewhere between when they picked up from 104 to 105 and when they got to 351, somebody came up with the idea that number one issues sell better. Mm. So I think that's the only reason for it. Which, yeah, which really bugs the crap out of me because uh, I recently tried to go back and pick up a ton of um, Avengers back issues because my comic book store goes and um, um, has a sale, which uh, Yancey Street has a sale this weekend, but... Uh, It'll be I too late getting, for everybody to do. I keep getting Facebook invitations to their sales. Oh, do you? Or did did you join their site? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, I'm not well, hopping a flight down to Tampa though. No, no, no. But one of the big things they do is they'll they'll have like back issues ten dollars and below will go for a dollar. So I usually pick up a ton of things. I'm um you know I I I go back and I pick up my Avengers books. But recent and I hadn't done that for about two or three years. Um. 
so I went back and I started to go through and buy them. And I kept I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is this is Avengers number one, and this is Avengers number one, or you know, two and two and three and three. I'm like, what the hell? And so then I had to go I back. Got home. a copy of Avengers number one, and it was a dollar. <laughs> well, I saw that in like the past two years, there's been like two new Avengers runs, two Avengers books, and and that's the thing because they just they take they, it too far. Yeah, because now they're doing like 20, 30 book runs and they restart, like Secret Avengers. My God, would they love to like the volume three or two? I, I don't know. I, I'm getting so, it's like I can't even collect, excuse my French, I can't even collect the books anymore because I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just old. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I was like, just stick to a, why do you got to, See, I have no problem with the concept of Barry Allen takes over as the Flash, and they start with a new number one there instead of doing 105. I have no problem with Wally West takes over as the Flash, and you start with number one because it's true starting no points for really a new series. Yeah, there, there's no point with these things that they do. I think it's often because that there's the latest like, uh, what do you call it, a crossover event coming out, and they may renumber it for that. I mean, but they're they're even continuing the same storylines from volume to volume. Like the overall storyline is it really isn't changing, but they change. They oh, it's Avengers number one. F you, and now they got Avengers. F you all. You know they had Avengers Arena, Avengers World, Secret Avengers, New Avengers, Avengers. You know, it's just frustrating me. That I got to have a now I really, really just because I was OK, I'm just going to collect one series and that's going to be Avengers. But now I need a freaking spreadsheet just to track. OK, is this volume one, volume two? I, I got to look up. I, I got to do research before I go buy the books to make sure I'm not buying a duplicate of which volume I'm in. And it's beginning to piss me off. So anyway. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Point well taken. I, I agree with it all, though, despite the fact that I let you rant on for a while. <sighs> Now, let's see what I remember from episodes since I last wrote you. I enjoyed the post-Megacon episode. I wasn't on that, so it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I I don't know whether I could do one or not. It sounds like parking problems, crowd problems, and probably a lot of noise. The con is getting closer to where I live, though. The Tri-State Comic Con started coming to West Virginia in 2011 in Huntington, which is probably 180 miles away. I don't think my wife would go for it. I have never heard Professor Allen before, except in a podcast commercial. That episode was nice, as well as the second one when Emily was on, too. According to Facebook, Paul should be called the chairman of the bins. Mm. Finally, I enjoyed your Bucky Barnes episode. Were those issues reprinted anywhere? Uh, Let's see. The Avengers issue had to be in... uh, has to have been reprinted multiple times, I'm sure. Yeah, in, in, in Essentials and, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it has been. I don't think the Invaders one we did was probably, unless there's a, like an Invaders Essential, because we did a Cap one. I'm, you know, I'm sure all those have been reprinted in some type of Essentials or uh, Masterworks. What I'd recommend is going on to Mike's Amazing World and looking up the issues, and mm-hmm. he usually lists places where it's been reprinted. Let's see. And which came first, Bucky's Return to Life or Jason Todd's? Uh, I believe it was Jason Todd's. Because I believe it was, that's correct. 
pre or right around Infinite Crisis, which happened before Cap. Well, it happened in Infinite Crisis, did it not? Yeah. So did it? I'm pretty sure. Well, you know that's such. You know, I want to say they happen close to almost the same time, but I know I'm probably wrong. Which is. But I, I, I'm all, I also get a little confused on the time because there was the uh, the hush storyline that teased Jason Todd coming back, but it was actually Clayface, and it kind of throws off my whole timeline a little bit. But I, yeah. I was under the impression impression that Jason Todd came back first. But uh, Jason Todd came back in Infinite Crisis, and. Uh, Bucky came back before Civil War. Yeah, because it was... Because mm, Cap was shot right after Civil War. Ow, I've been shot! So... Okay. He hates this Captain America. I was very proud of Scott for that episode for knowing a sports figure, Bucky Dent. He even got his playing position correct. We were... Excuse me, we were all a little amazed by what little Scotty could do when you give him enough rope. <laughs> of course, if Scott had Bucky Dent written in his notes, I'll be a little less impressed. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, if I could get him to say Ben Roethlisberger or Terry Bradshaw on air, I'd be a happy camper. Unfortunately, Scott's not with us to do that today. Oh. Guess that's all for now. Continued success as always, and thank you so much for keeping me entertained at work. Thank you for listening and writing to us and supporting our show, and certainly uh, we're going to have to stick one of uh, Russell's uh, promos in here uh, to help support his show. Mm -hmm. Hello, podcast listener. My name is Russell Bragg, and I host a podcast called The DC Comics Presents Show. Every episode, I talk about the DC Comics Presents comic starring Superman. I will be detailing all 97 issues, plus the four annuals. I will be spotlighting the DC character that Superman teams up with, plus I will be looking at the comic spinner rack to see what other comic books were on sale. So join me, Russell Bragg, for each exciting episode of the DC Comics Presents Show. Please go to the show's website at www.dccpshow.com for more information. That's DCCP. S-H-O-W. And we're back. And our next one comes from Kyle Benning. And this one is entitled BTTB, or Back to the Bins, for those of you in the know. Number 145, Winter Soldier. Wow, we sound like we're like an old old comic run that's been around. When are we going to reboot the numbers? Because <laughs> number one, Sal. No? Just leave me what? hanging, you son of a... Well, what are you saying? No, 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 no. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Great episode, fellas. That was that was the perfect tie-in episode for the super awesome, totally great Captain America 2 movie. Holy moly, that was fantastic. It is, in my opinion, the best of the modern-day superhero comic book movies. And I, I would agree so far. That I, I thought that was one of the best so far. It was, I enjoyed uh, it. Are you counting Ghost Rider in it? And steel. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I, I, I we, we must have had some inter, interference. Catwoman. You keep cutting out, Paul. Supergirl. Mm, Supergirl was hot. No. Yeah. Was Helen Slater. Mm, Helen Slater. Mm. She's like bacon. I, I believe the movie for Helen Slater is called something to the fact that I'm not sure the exact title. Something like Betrayal of the Dove or something like that. What? What are you talking about? 
I'm talking about, as I always refer to when we do this, the movie at which you can find sexy scenes. Oh, oh. Hmm. I think that name is something along those lines. I'm not sure the exact title. But if you look up Helen Slater in uh, IMDb, find the title that's closest to Betrayal of the Dove. That's the movie. You, uh, you a Helen Slater stalker? I'm the, I'm the Mr. Skin of Two True Freaks. I was just going to say, what are you, Mr. Skin also? <laughs> and at 20, t- 25 minutes, you? 30 seconds in, you see... What can I tell you? I like the boobies. <laughs> hmm. Where was I? Oh, yes, email. You guys picked some great stories to cover. I'm with Paul. I love Frank Robbins' art and the majority of his work on Invaders. But yeah, there are too many good things to say about his work uh, yeah, but they aren't. But there aren't too many good things to say about his work on this issue. Not one of Frank's stronger performances. I love the uh, I love the last issue you covered, Captain America 281. It is one of the all-time great Captain America issues. It is a shame that it has never been properly reprinted or collected. Oh well, look there. You go, Russell. Had, yeah, look, Russell, pay attention. Put Kyle on the job for you. <laughs> I feel like Captain America has really gotten the shaft in the reprint department. Outside of the Kirby, Wade, Jurgens, and Brubaker runs on the character, nothing else has been properly collected. Very few issues of the Steve Englehart run have been collected in color, and the fantastic J.M.D. Mateus and Zek run have never been collected. Hmm. For goodness sakes, how has the Captain America No More story never been reprinted? I do not know. I wish they'd do more with the 1950s Captain America and Bucky. I'd be all over a maxi-series of commie-smashing Cap. I love the World War II era of comics. I could read Invaders, Golden Age Cap, and JSA slash All-Star Squadron stories all day long from here until eternity. But I'd Still also... Fun there. World yeah. World War II World War movie. Two, Burt Lancaster, Frank Sinatra. Ernie Borgnine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd also love to see the Cold War tensions being played up and fully explored. Wasn't Steve Rails back in that in the Made for TV remake? And Treat Williams. I never saw the remake. Uh, yeah, I didn't remember that coming out when I uh, in like the 70s or 80s when I was living with my grandmother. Living with your grandmother. <laughs> hot, hot. <laughs> Billy, take out the garbage. <laughs> uh, miss you, Nana. I think I think this era. Of- Aye! <laughs> Aye, my lumbago got to get me. Aye. I don't know you can't just James Brown. Something about it. <laughs> Ooh, maybe maybe I'm not fully recovered from my surgery. <laughs> okay, I gotta watch those. <laughs> I think this era of spying is untapped and underused, save for a few runs. Obviously, those Silver Age Nick Fury stories. And I'd love to see that dynamic revived with 50s Cap and Bucky. It could make for some pretty fantastic comics. I feel like Brubaker's take on Captain America is pretty great. And I think his run of Buck as Cappy serves as a kind of modern day take. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Buck as Cappy? Did I say Buck as Cappy? (laughs) Yes, you did. And I think his his run of Bucky as Cap. Much better. I'm sorry, but I just feel the need to. I couldn't let that one slip by. Cappy. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, never mind. 
I'm gonna say, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We could have we could have Peter Dinklage come out as Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a big shirt. So you were saying when Cappy America throws his little shield, <laughs> he'll smash his kneecaps and kick him in the shins. And we know that little Cappy will win when Cappy America swings his mighty shield. Uh, and as Cap serves as a kind of modern day take on Captain America, uh, on the Captain America No More story mixed with a little, a little bit of Nightfall, Cap dies. Who will take on the shield and responsibilities that Steve has carried over the years? Well, Peter Dinklage will. The Winter Soldier, who wishes to atone for his sins, yet he can't go back, and be that iconic and pure hero that Steve Rogers as Captain America is. You're right. Bucky is not the apple pie American golden boy that Steve Rogers is, and I think that was the point. There's only one true Captain America. No one else has the super soldier serum, and no one else has the morals of Steve Rogers that make Captain America great. Those two traits define Captain America, and Steve is the only one who possesses them. It seemed that Bucky was meant to serve as a darker Captain America, just as John Paul served as a darker Batman. They were never meant to be the permanent hero, just a temporary placeholder to illustrate the flaws they have that the real hero doesn't. Just my take on it anyway. I, I think that's a valid point. Uh, but I also think, I, I, I don't think it's the same because I think John Paul was basically going insane as Batman, whereas Bucky was just kind of, you know, cap light. Mm-hmm. That's, at least that's how I saw it. It's just, he, you know, he just didn't have all of Cap's abilities and, uh, you know, Cap, quite Cap's morality. But, yeah. but John Paul, like I said, I thought was pretty much insane. A nutbag. Yeah, I, it's been a long time since I've read the, those. those. I remember that was with the, the whole different... Uh, didn't he? What did he become after that, or was it before that he was a character? Azrael. Azrael. That's it. Yeah. I think it was before and after, wasn't it? Mm, I I don't know. I don't remember. I I had a roommate in the Navy. He was big into Batman then. Um, it was he was all into Norm Brayfogle art at, at that time, and 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 uh, Jim Aparo, and uh, he was a big Batman fan. We were uh, I almost said we were together. Well, we lived together when we were in the Navy, but uh, that was when the Batman movie came out. And, oh man, we saw that all the time. It's great. Okay, and uh, then um, Kyle goes on and gives us a breakdown of a lot of the um, artists and authors at, through through the run. Um, and for time constraints, we're not going to really read that, but we thank you for including that in. And if anybody would like us to. Send it to you. Send us another email, and we'll forward you that section of the email. So, anyway, yeah. great episode, fellas. Hope you three enjoyed the movie as much as I did, Kyle Benning. And thank you for sending that, sir. We look forward to hearing from you in the future. I believe you have the next one. Our next letter is from our long-lost buddy, Jason Trenner. And it's titled... Iron Boy Miss Prime. Going Through the Backlog, Back to Bins 137. Sorry guys, sorry guys on this being so insanely late. But that's what happens when I get sucked into a series. I was watching, and then the issues piled up. And dear Lord, expect me to flood the email bag. If weren't just wondering what has happened, 
as I'm sure my emails to other shows and Facebook posts showed I wasn't dead. Anyway, first off is Invincible. Amusing interaction between Invincible and Omni-Man. Cool for the guy that tests Invisible... Cool for the guy that tests Invincible is a character who we get to see a whole issue about on Hey Kids Comics, and it was a fun story. I think they tried to make a website cartoon of Invincible years ago, and not sure what happened to it. And yeah, straightforward story with layers on it is how I'd want to do a superhero cartoon. Not really a Saturday morning cartoon, only because that kind of has died out to my shame and annoyance. I remember that in my childhood, and that it is gone is sad. Next is Justice League 185, a part one of the JSA-JLA crossovers, and also guest-starring the New Gods, a cool issue drawn by George Perez and covered on Tales of the Just Society of America, which, of course, they would, as it's a JSA-JLA crossover. This story as a Justice League movie, well, it might work as one of the animated direct-to-DVD movies, having the JLA, JSA, and New Gods in an epic event, but as an actual live-action movie, and especially the first Justice League movie, they'd need to be out of their minds. Though, given the amount of characters they're throwing at the Superman Batman, who knows with them? And the one-week link I think DC has at the moment in their TV programming is no Superman cartoon. I mean, Man of Steel did well enough for Superman and Batman, and the Hulk got his own cartoon due to the Avengers movie. Of course, I also have a massive Superman team-up cartoon made up of various ideas I've thrown together. Finally, we get an issue of X-Men, number 205, A done-in-one issue and first appearance of Lady Deathstrike. Well, as Lady Deathstrike, as I think she was in Daredevil's comic, or at least her father was and got killed. It was when Bullseye got adamantium put into him. I got the X-Men Classics reprint of this issue. Actually, it's an interesting issue, to be honest. Katie Power and Wolverine fighting the Reavers does that. A team-up no one expected to see. And of course, adamantium has been bonded to many people after Wolverine and to Cyberskin as well. But it's a fun comic and glad to see it spotlighted on the show. Now I've got to go on and give my thoughts on a boatload of episodes. Oh well, that'll be fun. Time to rock the email bag like a hurricane. Mm, and I, I would say thank you to Jason, but we're going to move on right on to the next one. Well, wait, I just know that uh, he had just actually, oddly enough, tonight he had talked to him, sent me an email or a um, Facebook message about um, um, the Superman team-up cartoon ideas that I believe he's going to send a 20-page email to Trentus Magnus. Have fun storming a castle! <laughs> you go, Trentus. And uh, he talked about some other comic book uh, uh, cartoon ideas. So, uh, so what is our next one? Not LMD and Paul Back to the Bins 138? Is that it? I believe it is. Hey, guys. Yes, Dan Jurgens has written for Marvel. Uh, runs on sens- Sensational Spider-Man, Captain America, all but dismissible for Volume 3 of Thor's book, Domination Factor, Fantastic Four Limited Series, and an Iron Fist Limited Series in the late 90s. Got the information from Mike's Amazing World of Comics profile and Dan Jurgens. Yeah, I've read the, 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 the Domination Factor. It was That was like a weird, uh, weirdly numbered, all weirdly numbered at the time, crossover with... Uh, the Avengers because it was also dot it was like numbered like domination factor 1.5 or 2.5 it was very weird numbering of something uh, but his his run on Jurgens I mean run on Jurgens his run on Thor um, 
that wasn't too bad. I think that was when the guy that was when Jay John Romita Jr. was doing the art, and they had the who was the who was Thor? There was a um, that, uh, like, that was the the guy that like Jarlsberg cheese or something. No, it was the guy that was the uh, EMT, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. It wasn't his name like Jarlsberg. Johan Jarlsberg? No, I, I don't Yar. know. Yar. I am now Thor. Jumping Yemeni. I am an EMT. What? Suddenly, I am, the, the, I am from India. <laughs> I am the mighty Thor. Welcome to my store. <laughs> that would be the Thor frog, I think. Thor frog. Hello. How, are you? How can I help you? The slurpy machine is broken. I am a racist bastard. <clears throat> I apologize to any Indian <laughs> listeners that we have. You. Or, for that matter, uh, Swedish listeners. Yeah. Take off, eh? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <little> Canadian listeners. <laughs> the issue that has the walking death of of all that live, a.k.a. Annihilus using Peter, or Anulis, using Peter and Johnny's apartment toilet in FF issue 17. I'd list, uh, uh, I'd list that volume, but a second volume ends... With issue 16. Note, it is FF, not me writing in shorthand. Fantastic Four. Okay. Oh, is that the new... the, the, the Okay, all right. The, the, the newer FF that issues... So. It, yeah. The Still... Freedom Foundation or whatever Yeah. Freedom... Yeah, Freedom... Yeah. Still is a fun issue that proves even Peter Parker has his limits with roommates, which still is beyond what any sane person would allow. Anyway, on to the man thing. Let's go see who gets incinerated when he scares them. So this is an original origin. Interesting. And I had no idea a character from this was in Iron Man 3. Well, that's something I didn't expect. And uh, we didn't either. But it was pretty cool. Bacon is awesome. Mm, he must have said something about bacon. But bacon is mm. always awesome. Mm. For the DC, we got the Freedom Fighters number 9 with the Invaders pastiche, the Crusaders in it. With the two teams fighting... And finding and finding out the Crusaders are a bunch of super-powered fanboys. They better hope they don't have uh, Con Funk, as that'd be its own superpower. Seriously, st- Stickcore in the 2000 He-Man cartoon showed how nasty that could be if weaponized. Ooh. Close fist versus the open hand was the argument Cannonball had with. Perf- wow, this is an old one because we had that discussion a long time ago. Cold fist versus c- cold fist. And- Whatever, Captain Cold. Versus the open hand was an argument Cannonball had with Professor X in an issue of X-Force. Basically, Cannonball showed he could protect someone with the closed fist by having a mouse with him first. Uh, within a mouse, mouse him with a mouse in his fist and was about to slap Xavier with the open hand to show it could hurt. Uh, for the series you read, they were in on Earth-1 at the time. And, of course, Barracuda goes down easily. He's just some empowered fanboy. Oh, I see. We jump back to uh, – that's right. We're, ju- we're still in, in uh, Freedom Fighters. Not exactly going for the most rough-and-tumble source here. Anyway, great episode, guys. And moving right along, we also have from Jason, who is rocking the mailbag like a hurricane. Back to the bins 139. Hey, guys. For the DC, we start off with an issue of the Joker. The sixth issue, to be exact. A Joker versus Sherlock Holmes. Sort of. Definitely different and an offbeat choice. So the Joker has a guy with head trauma that thinks he's Sherlock Holmes after him. 
though the guy's detective skills mean he isn't totally outmatched. Just very, just very at a disadvantage against a freaking joke. And man, would Joker be shocked to find out Sherlock Holmes was real in the DCU, as he would later team up with Batman. Yeah, everyone meets Batman. Sherlock Holmes, the Mystery Inc. guy at Space Coast, to meet a, to mention a, to name a few. Excuse me. Interesting how Sherlock is not exactly using the same books as the Joker is for the schemes, yet running into him anyway. I believe the Joker is. I believe what the Joker is doing could be. Oof. I believe what the Joker is doing could almost be its own TV show or internet program. I must say, I love that Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Panther. Doctor Panther. Doctor Panther. Doctor Panther. Come on and rock me, Doctor. Calling Doctor Panther. Doctor Panther. Doctor. Dr. I must say, Dr. I love that Black Panther series. When it came out, was the week of the month I went to the comic store. The story of that issue is part of is part of was fun in seeing Black Panther, Namor, Magneto, and the High Priest of the Deviants acting like leaders of nations and not just super-powered brawlers. Just fun stuff. And Marvel kept Priest from having Storm and Black Panther get married, but the next volume it happened, and of course got ended when A, A versus X ended. Personally, the only part of the next series that supposedly removed Priest series I accept is the Jason Aaron written Secret Invasion tie-in story that says that stays true to Priest's version of the Black Panther and is actually a fun story in its own right. So yeah, getting caught up and having fun doing so, and boy, I got more to go. And... <clears throat> <clears throat> la la sorry doing a reboot right in the middle of the series just like marvel does la la <clears throat> and on to back to the bins 140 the quick one from mr jason trenner hey guys hey now so a nick fury agent of shield and some book i never heard of after an hour of talking about cats and other stuff well for nick fury they have allowed us to be as uh, have uh, they have allowed to be as old as he is due to the infinity formula which you covered Paul in the episode of Back to the Bins. Well yeah, that's because Paul uses the infinity formula. So That's why I'm so young. Yes. Papa Joe with his hair. Chris Honeywell agent of shield which in the cinemaverse will probably would be better than some agents. Wow, Nick has a lot of things that explode on him, kind of like the second action figure version of Major Blood that had a ton of grenades strapped all over his body. And the first appearances of uh, the first appearance of Contessa, who got complicated in Secret Warriors, really complicated due to retcons. I don't know if I've read the have you read the Secret Warriors? Uh, I, I read some issues of it. Hmm. It's, it's not a bad read at all, but uh, I just didn't get through it all. Ah, Apollo Smile. Yay, the return. <laughs> you okay, Paul? Do you have an aneurysm? Uh, Apollo Smile. <laughs> I thought I that I thought Professor Allen bought all of those. <laughs> ah, but we're, we're we're throwing back to an email. See? See? I I I know there was a moratorium on Apollo Smile coming on the show, but we, we have to bring it back just this one time for these emails. I may have to put the theme music behind it just to make Jose Rivera get annoyed. 
Okay, the 90s anime girl, and I do remember her from hosting the Sci-Fi Channel's Anime Week. Not sure why. Not sure why the uh, Sci-Fi Channel has done a lot of things. Uh, they've actually they've done actually. Um, yeah, but you know what? I kind of miss some of the. I miss some of the old Sci-Fi Channel that had theme weeks like that. That there. I don't know. I'm not really. I, I'm just old, I guess. I like my old Sci-Fi Channel that would repeat the same. Like basically, they used to have the same programming just on a loop. Like every 12 hours, I think they would repeat or wouldn't even have stuff on. That was like way back when it, it originally came on. Get off my lawn. <laughs> so she got her own comic. That should at least be interesting. Yeah, it was. And I'm reading this with his sarcasm because I think that's what he was going for. Yeah, it was interesting. Don't really care to get issue two, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Jason. When apparently I'll never get it either because Professor Allen has cornered the market. So, He's sitting there reading them right now. He, you know, uh, I, Emily, throw another one on the fire. It's going down. Okay, Dad. <laughs> won't, won't Dr. Bill be upset? Screw him. Doom needs more fire. Well, working through that backlog, and it's been fun. And I think we are up to... Okay, I hold in my hand... The final letter from Jason Trenner. Before I read it, I'll, I will in advance of reading it thank Jason for flooding the mailbox with his thoughts, and we do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Episode 141, or that Marvel comic, is kind of weird to see after Linkara reviewed it. Okay. Hey guys, yeah, Bill and Ted issue one is a bit odd to see on the show after Linkara had reviewed it. Not because the comic in question is bad, as it isn't. Just weird, as the only other comics to be reviewed, both on Atop the Fourth World and Two, Free- two, F- and two True Freaks Network, is issues of US1. Still, it sounds from the covers of the other issues and such, the series sounds... It is worth checking out. And then we got an enemy ace story. One of his early ones at that. And by the characters creators. And by the characters creators. It was an interesting story. Though surprising no one finger salutes as pilots go down in combat. Then again, that might not be because the Comics Code Authority would let them do that. Okay, the maze for the indie book, issue 12 to be exact. It was interesting and funny you guessed the butler, a.k.a. personal assistant, did it, and he did. Sorry it was short, but I got to power through the backlog. All right, once again, thank you, Jason, for your emails. We appreciate all the thoughts. And yes. moving on once again. Once more, into the breach, Russell Bragg. And this actually comes to us, uh, we're, we're now into June. We're catching up. We're catching, catching up. up. And this was from Planet of the Apes Month, week number one. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like I was listening to the soundtrack there. That was pretty good. Jerry Goldsmith mouth. <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> Everyone else can walk away. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, you can consider me a blank slate. So that would be Russell Tablarosa. Yeah. I know that Dr. Bill will probably give me grief for this. Yes, I probably will. Probably the rest of you as well. But I know nothing about the Planet of the Apes oh, franchise. Man. Come on. Russell. 
I'm going to get Shada to come over and start smacking him. Snap out of it! (laughs) (laughs) Haven't seen a movie, read a comic book, or magazine. I don't even remember seeing the toys when I was growing up. Like any comic book... I like Russell, but come on! (laughs) Like any comic book you have talked about that I'm not familiar with, I'm using your shows as my gateway to learning more. Oh, don't, 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 don't blame us. It's the gateway drug. No, 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 no. The only reason I knew Roddy McDowell was even in the movies was because of the Carol Burdett show. He and Carol sang a song together while he wore his ape face or makeup. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think ape face is good. I think that's kind of, uh, you know, a little racial against the apes. Ape face. Uh, I don't know if I can retain any of what I'm hearing on your shows, but I'm hoping something sticks. I've even considered getting the Blu-ray box set so I can watch the movies. Since Which Scott, I think he posted on Facebook that he did, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Good for you, Russell. I hope you like the movies. <laughs> you sound like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. Good, good for you. Since Scott and Chris Honeywell... I'm going to go fight a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Since Scott and Chris Honeywell aren't covering the first movie on commentary monthly Monday, but they did. You just have to go back and find it. Oh, I guess if I would shut up and finish reading, I may go back into the archives to see if I can find it and listen. Uh, and I think they did post repost where that's at. It's early on. It was like when Chris came down for uh, uh, back a few years back for a Christmas holiday. They had uh, yeah. they did a live thing. Uh, Actually, like, did it while sitting in the same room. Yep. Uh, oh, that's just ew. Oh God. I plan on listening to all of the commentaries and hope to learn. I can hardly wait to see how Tales of the JSA will incorporate Apes, Apes Month. <laughs> oh, and he put ha ha. Yeah, I was just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Although they, they could use the Ultra Humanite. I believe he was, uh, yeah, he was a JSA foe. Was he not? The big, uh, remember yeah, he was the oh guy yeah. with the big brain they put in the oversized yeah, oh sure. body? It's like a big, the big, big silverback gorilla, gorilla yeah. thing. Um, by the way, if you can tell me, when will Comics Monthly Monday have another episode? Probably this month in July. I know yes, it's only I one episode. I know it's only one episode, but I have been enjoying this special month. Uh, this this special month, yeah, that kind of got sidetracked. Did that get sidetracked for the X Men month too? I don't think so. Yep. Oh, well, it did. Just about everything did for X Men month and Apes month. Uh, all the monthly shows were put to the side, and basically, it just became a commentary. Well, next a weekly month, commentary thing. Or actually, next month is interesting things. Well, next month will be this month. Before this month, no, because this episode's not going up till August, oh, because in crap. July is next month, but it's going to be in the past. Oh, my head. Well, anyway, yeah, you'll hear it this month. I'm It'll... fading from a picture as I'm looking at it. But you're, oddly enough, your hair still looks perfect in the picture. Only your hair would remain. So, it, at come the apocalypse, the only thing that will remain is uh, Paul's hair, cockroaches, and... Um, um. Yeah, the guitarist for the Stones. Yeah, and I Rocky am Richards. locking up. Oh, the other um, dude. Oh my God. <sighs> Keith Richards. Yeah, okay. I said Keith Richards. You said no. You said Rocky Richards. Yeah, I said Rocky Richards. Really? You did. What 
hell is Rocky Richards? That's what I, I could have swore you said Rocky Richards. Really? Yes. That's why. I, never mind. Anyway, where were we? Just, just read the email. <laughs> Hopefully, I can be a sponge and soak in all of this new knowledge. If you need help understanding anything during this month, I if I need help understanding anything during this month, I know I can call on you guys. Better close for now. I remain your humble listener, Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. And yes, Russell, you can always call on us. Uh, our next email is titled Longtime Fan, and it's from Dewey the Mailman. Hi, Paul. My name is Dewey the Mailman, and I have been a listener since the beginning. I finally had to write in because, well, because of your title, Paul the Producer. I think that Paul the Creator sounds much better. The Creator. This show you created has not only been consistently put out there for us, the listeners, but has also been very well produced. Thank you. Uh, I'm going I'm to stop for a second and say I didn't even create the show. I came on in episode 86. So there were 85 episodes before I was even on the show. V'ger must merge with the creator. So I've, I've, I've kind of taken the, the steering wheel for a while, but I certainly didn't create anything. Uh, ever since you, Dr. Bill, and Alvin started this show, it has been one of the most entertaining and funny shows on the internet. I appreciate that, and I'm sure Alvin appreciates it. Wow. Bill's probably excellent. <laughs> what? <laughs> now I'd like to put in a request for a comic book, and it would be better if Scott wasn't there when you do it. Well, Scott's not there right now, which wouldn't be too hard. <laughs> uh, you should... <laughs> You should a very rare and unknown comic by DC. I think it is Man of Steel 75, but I could be wrong. Not many were sold. Now, I don't know if he means Man of Steel 75 or Superman 75, which was the death of Superman issue. Hmm. I'm not sure, because I don't remember Man of Steel 75 being a particularly significant one, but possibly. I don't know. Uh, Scott should not be there because I know he is not a fan of this character and we don't need him derailing your show yet again. Anyway, that's my request. Hope you can find this book. Sincerely, Dewey the Mailman. I assume he's joking about Scott. I would hope so. But thanks thanks for the email, Dewey, and I hope you're listening to us as you're uh, doing your mail route. Uh, you're going to do the PS? Oh, uh, there was, I've missed the PS. Hold on, I missed it. Uh, where is it? P.S. I just wanted to pick on Scott because it's too easy to do. Oh, yeah, and if you guys do this book, you should totally rip it saying the art sucks and the characters are dumb. Scott should have a heart attack by the end of it. I really do love your show and hope you continue. Hope to continue listening as I walk my route. And did you ever go on Geek Out Loud? No, I've never been on Geek Out Loud. I've listened to uh, Big Honk and Steve quite a few times, but I've never been on it. Uh, I thought I heard you back in the day on Steve's show talking about Star Wars EU. Now, that wouldn't have been me. Uh, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not a big EU guy. So, And I've never been on Geek Out Loud. So, uh, Unless he's talking about you, Bill. Uh, no, no, I've never been on Geek Out Loud. Nope, not me. I thought Scott was, actually. I don't know if Maybe he a... was. Maybe he talked about the Star Wars EU because Scott's more into that than us. Hmm. And I guess hey. we're up to our final email, unless we want to do some of the Avengers email. Uh, Let's just this final email. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is getting a little late, and I still need my beauty sleep to recover. <laughs> no, yeah, just shut up. 
Well, how long are you going to sleep? So, so many thoughts <laughs> just flooding my brain. I feel like I feel like a computer that Kirk has just talked into exploding. <laughs> Too many choices. Does not compute. A little smoke comes up from behind your head. Like like the computers in Harry Mud or I Mud. Ah, we have the last. You are not of the body. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite ones. Ah, it's the will of Landru. It's the will of Landru. Festival! Festival! Everybody goes crazy for six hours. Everybody's laughing. And they get this, the music, you know, uh, they get the... The camera turned at a 45-degree angle. Everybody's looking crazy, you know, they're throwing fires and jumping through windows. Festival! Festival! Isn't that that recent movie, what was it, Panic Night? Uh, are you thinking The Purge? The Purge. Yeah, I didn't see that, but uh, although I think it is, <laughs> is on Netflix. Seems, seems very, very festival-like. Yeah, yeah, once a night, one night a, a year, whatever, and you can just do whatever you want. And all the rich people hold themselves up in, in their houses. Much like society is now. <clears throat> anyway, as as Paul locks the door on his fortress of solitude <laughs> with my giant key, <laughs> better make sure nobody's inside that key. Like Batman's gonna hop inside it and hide. Sneaky Batman, bastard. Yeah. All right, all right. Finally, the last email, sir. Thank you. Back to the bins, 155, Planet of the Apes Month, week three, from Russell Bragg. Oh, he, he, he's, he's quickly uh, creeping up on uh, Jason Trenner. Needs to, you know. A little bit more spread out, but yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Great show as always. Thank you for helping me learn about the apes. <laughs> I feel like we're some type of weird science teacher. And then there's the apes. <laughs> you got your orangutans. You got your chimpanzees and you got your gorillas. And All right, that's it for this week. Next week, we go beneath the planet of the apes. Beneath the apes. And it's going to be messy, so bring some change of clothes. Uh, not that I'll remember anything specific, probably, but I am learning. I've even talked myself into buying the Planet of the Apes movie collection. And yes, I will use the two true free uh, two true freaks link to purchase it from uh, purchase it from Amazon. Oof. And there was much rejoicing. Yay! If you can help me decide which set is best, what a set with docu uh, documentaries help or confuse me? Mm, well, I would think that the documentaries help. There's the uh, one documentary I believe it's called Behind the Planet of the Apes. Uh, narrated by Roddy McDowell, and it was uh, when they did a Planet of the Apes week on uh, AMC. It was an AMC-produced documentary, two hours with commercials. I guess it's probably about an hour and a half on the Blu-ray. Uh, and that was a really good show. And if you have an appreciation for the movies, that's a good follow-up to them. I would watch it after the movies, though, not before. Well, if you really want to get... Because um, I don't always look for the documentaries... I look more for the commentaries when I buy uh, movies because I like uh, like all the Star Wars and Star Trek ones that I've bought. I always look to see, okay, does this have a commentary on it? Because I've seen some of these, most of these movies, so many times that I'll just put them on in the room and I'll and, and I'll run the commentary 
Um, and then I'll just glance over when they, you know, oh, and in this scene, and then I'll look and, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. You know, and so, this is the scene where I stand there while they make fun of me. It's really funny because I'm standing there. And they're laughing. And, you know, then, I, then I had to hit someone, and, you know, and I didn't pull the punch. And that broke and his is, teeth. This is when I was on streets of San Francisco. Stop <laughs> laughing. Somebody who had lots of muscle. Why are you laughing at me? You told me. I got to thank Scott for for just cluing me into that one. <laughs> Scott Reifen, yeah. Yeah, I first heard you guys play that when I, I was uh, changing. I, I, I was at work, and I was up at a ceiling. <laughs> and I'm standing at the top of a 10-foot ladder, you know, probably from the ground. You could just see my feet because I'm above the ceiling, and I'm, I'm up there laughing. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing! Because it's when you were playing the clip, and it's like, <laughs> Stop laughing at me, I'm not a freak! <laughs> and I come down off the ladder, and I'm just... just giggling and they're like are you okay like, yeah I'm, yeah i'm fine <laughs> uh, uh i want to get the most for my money since we are speaking apes i was wondering what you guys thought of the new look of the apes for the upcoming film looking like actual apes it freaks out my wife um well i've only i i still haven't seen all of uh rise really? um yeah i just haven't i didn't I didn't see it when it came out in, in, in the theater. That was that was like in 2011, right? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, that was a pretty rough year for me. I, I, I switched jobs because my job was just completely stressing me out. And I just did not really... I, that was when I first got you know involved with Two True Freaks. And I think it was after that, it was when I started, you know, becoming, you know, getting on the show. I got more back into fan geekdom. So I kind of missed out on that, and I haven't been able to catch it. Um, well, as as we record this, it's the other movie's already the been new out. movie's coming out next week. Yeah, but I did. But see when some, it comes some... on, when this is aired, the movie yeah. will have been out for several weeks. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think Andy Circus is uh, he's pretty awesome, um, mm-hmm. and what 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 he can do with um, with motion capture is just unreal and in you know a lot of this sounds like i'm taking it from because i just listened to the commentary of rise of the apes you know with with uh, scott and chris did and um you know but they're 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 right that you, you know i i have seen the, the scenes with the apes and i think the apes look pretty cool i mean it's more you know, you could see maybe that the apes might evolve into what the planet of the apes look like from from here. I mean, it's because it's a couple thousand years in in a timeline if they go that way. But um, so, what do you think of the new apes? Do you like the new apes, or do you like? Yeah, I mean, I, I do, and I think it it presents a more realistic view of things. I, I'm not huge on everything having to be realistic. I'm fine with letting my imagination go. But but I do like I love the movie Rise, and I fully anticipate uh, really liking Dawn. I hope I'm not disappointed by it at all. And uh, if it hasn't come across yet on the show, I love the original five movies. There's a certain charm to the uh, to the makeup that they had back then and, and how advanced it was for the time. Mm-hmm. 
but you know clearly they're not trying to make them look like real apes right they're just kind of making them into some sort of hybrid human ape thingies uh but i i really you know for not to be uh, wishy-washy but i like both hmm Oh, I don't. The, I don't know that I would like it if they made a new movie now with the older looking makeup, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would. I don't know that you can go back again. But looking at the original five, the makeup really doesn't bother me to speak of. You know, except when it's really cheap and they just have the people in the crowd wearing, you know, latex masks. Yeah, and, and you can see that that's what it is. Um. Yeah. Kudos to you and um, Andy doing the uh, battle commentary i listened to that that was good oh, thanks uh, thanks we, we had fun with that now that's the one i have seen the least so i couldn't remember as much um and then you guys there's a few points you just stopped talking <laughs> you grossed in the movie <laughs> well, we did the same thing with predator once or yeah twice. yeah i know we're well, like oh, oh yeah yeah sometimes you gotta let the movie breathe a little <laughs> so and then uh actually i listened to all the commentaries and they were all good and everybody did a good job i know uh luke did one I can't remember if he did. I think he did it with Chris Honeywell. Yeah, uh, did, that was on Conquest. Conquest. Yeah. So and uh, it was it was it was a good month month by all, and uh, I, I know by now you guys are listening. When like we said when this comes out, that Assistant Editors Month is going to be out. Oh boy, I'm that i I've only heard a few things, and actually I have my own co- contribution back at the beginning of uh, July, um, which uh, Paul actually hasn't heard, but I think I told you what it was going to be, didn't I? did and uh you did yeah well i mean i could say now because it's already out yes yeah saying that was uh star blazers monthly monday which, mm. star- <laughs> which starts out as star wars monthly monday and then uh we pull a fast one on scott rife and and gene and i take over the show yeah, well, I, I'm 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 active in the assistant editors month because I'm on the Star Trek monthly Mondays and uh, I will be on Comics Monthly Monday and I think we will be doing Commentary Monthly Monday as well. So three out of the four monthly Mondays I've got a hand in. <laughs> but you don't have to do the editing, so it's still kind of a break, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all right. Uh, oh, let me finish uh, the email. In my opinion, I can probably I, I prob I can probably think the film more believable while you're watching um, the apes then with an actor actress wearing ape masks. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, we just pretty much answered that question. Um, I just want to thank you guys for this learning experience, and once again, thank you for keeping me entertained at work, and thank you for listening, Russell. We appreciate it. Okay, and I'm going to ask you, Russell, when you have a chance, assuming you've bought all the blue, you know, the five pack of the Blu-rays, and you've watched all five movies, get back to us. Let us know what you think of them. Yes, yes, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what it looks like through the eyes of an adult in today's world who never saw them before. You know, unfortunately, or fortunately, I can never go back and look at it through those eyes because I saw them when they were in the movies. And um, I, I would say that I would, you know. M- Maybe I'll go and watch E.T., but uh, no, no. <laughs> it's it, it it's a personal grudge and vendetta that I've kept this long, and uh, uh, I I think I'm just going to keep it because uh, that's just kind of guy I am. An elephant never forgets. And when E.T. bumped off the Wrath of Khan for the top movie of that month, I vowed never, never to see E.T., and to this day, 
I have never seen that movie in its entirety, and I will not. I meant what I said. I said what I meant. An elephant's word, 100%. I, I, I rather want to go with Kirk. I need my pain. I want my pain. <laughs> Except I don't want my kidney stone pain. That sucks. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks section of www.forumforgeeks.com. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Back to the Bins is a proud member of both the League of Comic Book Podcasts, which you may find at comicbooknoise.com league, and also the Comics Podcast Network, which you may find at comicspodcasts.com. Take a moment to stop by their respective sites and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 